We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Oh, Trista, I can see it. Every everything today, every play. Oh, it's going to drive you nuts tonight. Oregon, Washington, scoreless, obviously very early, 11 minutes to go. Pac-12 championship. The duck is uh, ducks quacking over here. <laughs> quack, quack. It's almost Just a an bit. interception right there. Woo. Well, you know, as we got early. Remember, it's the one thing you got to do, right? Oh, yeah. Don't don't kill yourself in the first quarter like that. Plenty of time, plenty of time. Of course, Pac-12 championship going on now, but this is just kind of a taste. We got all tomorrow, all Saturday, all kinds of games, including, you know, SEC championship, uh, as we talked about with Luke. Uh, Big Ten maybe may get a little bit ugly if Iowa just can't even score, which is certainly a possibility given what we're looking at right now. Bill Bender jumps on with us, college football writer for the Sporting News. And let's just let's start with the games that we're looking at tomorrow. I want to start with the SEC championship game with you because, uh, Bill, we're looking at Alabama. And this is a team that early on in the season we said, oh, man, they're bad. Oh, Jalen Miller, oh, they bench him. And then it's just like we're going through this up-and-down roller coaster with Alabama, yet here we are once again. It's Alabama-Georgia SEC championship game. When you look at this Alabama team, do you see a team that can not only win this game, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably do see an Alabama team that could at least win this game, but do you also see a team that then can get another college football playoff if they do win? Yeah, they're going to need a little help, obviously, and uh, there's a couple pieces. That's crazy to think that Alabama winning still might need some help. That that I don't think I've ever said that in the last right. 15 years. But what a mega matchup it really is. Jalen Milrose has been brilliant, you know, made the season-saving play last week. And they are an underdog. And there's certain programs, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, to some extent, that when you give them that underdog card, Clemson proved that earlier this year a couple times, that they can use that very effectively. So to, to say that Alabama can't win the game, I mean, they absolutely can. Georgia has some key injuries in that game. It's going to be fun. I was telling people on shows all week that when that game starts, I don't know about you guys, but like 10 minutes in, I'm always texting buddies. I was like, man, this game's awesome. Look at all these guys out here that are going to be playing on Sunday. Look how fast it is. It's, it's always a fun game to watch. What do you see this game looking like? Uh, total has creeped up from 53.5 to 55.5. Alabama's been an over machine. You know, both of these defenses uh, are usually their bread and butter, but it's kind of been a little bit of a down year defensively for both teams. If you like Alabama, do you like the over? If Alabama wins, I would say it hits the under. Right, you feel like it'd be a 28-24 type game, 27-24. Uh, Maybe they slow Georgia down, force a couple Carson Beck turnovers. Uh, but they have, you know, they've scored and, like you said, been an over machine. So, you know, I think the difference with their defense has been the secondary has improved. And yes, they had a bad game, not a great game last week against Auburn, but this is still a really capable defense around Dallas Turner. They can get after it, and, and in this game. You know, I feel like both coaches would like to play it first one to 31 wins, maybe. But they, I know both of those coaches want it to be lower than that. When you look at Jalen Milrow and just the improvement we've had, I mean, we, we obviously like briefly touched on it here, but like what have you seen from the getting benched early in the year to essentially the Milrow miracle last week? <laughs> I mean, what, what development, isn't it? Uh, six yards per carry, mm-hmm. accurate with the football. Uh, 70% in November, close to 70% completion percentage. Really good quarterback play. And it is really wild that you, if I said this sentence, 
to the South Florida benching part. And yet he may be a Heisman finalist if he beats Georgia because he had that moment against Auburn last week on fourth and 31. Beat the guy head-to-head, LSU, the guy that might win it next week, and uh, has done all this in a month. It's been remarkable and could still win a national championship. Yeah, it's been it's been remarkable to watch that story. Uh, Michigan, Iowa is uh, is going to be an interesting one tomorrow night. Michigan, twenty two and a half point favorite. The totals thirty five and a half. I'm not sure how Iowa scores against Michigan unless they just decide they want to allow it. Uh, how do you see this one playing out in terms of Michigan's motivation uh, to just maybe advance past this and and get to the playoff, or are they going to be trying to win this in dominant fashion for Harbaugh? I think they've learned the last two years how to ride the wave of the Ohio State game. You know, took care of business against. Iowa a couple years ago, 42-3, to beat Purdue pretty badly last year. Uh, last year when they played Iowa, it was a 27-14 game. So Iowa could theoretically hang, uh, but that wasn't close uh, going into the fourth quarter. Michigan just basically held on for that win. Uh, I don't think J.J. McCarthy makes too many mistakes. Michigan has only turned the ball over seven times all year, and they don't commit a lot of penalties and they got Jim Harbaugh back on that sideline. And I think there'll be more people interested in if Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, what the handshake looks like with Tony Petiti than the actual game. If Michigan pulls away in the first half, Michigan only gave up 10 points per game to the big 10 West opponents they faced this year. So if Iowa got to 14, I'd say that'd be a win. How concerned should Michigan be, uh, if at all, beyond this game, obviously, because we're sitting here talking about Iowa being able to just, like, score a touchdown. It's it's really sad when they're we're looking at, like, their Iowa's total for each half is, like, half a point. It's just it, – it's unbelievable that we're talking about that in a Big Ten championship game. But how concerned should Michigan be with uh, J.J. McCarthy and just kind of what we've seen from him on the field the last few weeks, a little banged up, just doesn't look like the same quarterback that we had earlier in the season? See, I thought he looked fine last week. Yeah, okay. I'll give you the – Penn State, Maryland, I was, you know, Ohio State's really good defense, and he's going to see a really good defense tomorrow. Um, I, You know, his accuracy was good last week. They, they haven't really, but to your point, they haven't had this, like, explosive passing game, not a lot of 20-yard pass plays, those kind of things. So, you know, they'll have to hit a couple of those early. I, if anything with McCarthy, it's not tomorrow. I would wonder that for when they play – these teams that's on my TV set right now. If they got in a game with Washington or Oregon and you got to get up and down a little bit, that's where I would be concerned if, if they're not hitting those big pass plays, if that makes sense. If Alabama wins, Oregon wins, Florida State wins, and Texas wins, who's the top four? Ooh. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I mean, I've been doing these all week, and they, they make my head hurt. So <laughs> we got Michigan in then, I'm going to assume. Yes. Michigan wins, and they go – one seed. Did you say Florida State wins? Yes, Florida State wins. They're not going to turn away a 13-0 and team. And then we get in a very ugly political war with Texas, Alabama, and Oregon. Um, I would say Texas, they find a way to make that the way to leave Texas out. That makes sense. I think Oregon's in if they win tonight. Uh, they've just been the highest-ranked one-loss team. They've done a lot of uh, – Good things around Bo Nix. And then I think Alabama, it just, I, I've been kind of sticking with the line that uh, I'll believe they leave out Alabama when I see it.
I believe they leave out an SEC champion when I see it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too, because I feel like a lot of Texas fans have been bitching and moaning all on social media all this week because Oregon is fifth in the nation and they're a one-loss team. And the only, and, and you have Texas who beat Alabama, right, who's now in the, in the championship. Uh, and they, they're using that Texas Tech uh, common opponent as their reason. To me, it feels like Oregon is head and shoulders better than Texas. What about you? I mean, I would take Oregon head-to-head for sure. I mean, I watched the Alamo Bowl last year when Washington beat Texas, and I, I know they're different teams, but I think Oregon would win that game, and I, I would probably pick them to win that game. Now, Texas has played well and dealt with adversity. They didn't have Quinn Ewers for a couple of weeks. I thought they might get knocked off then. They lost Jonathan Brooks for the season. I thought the running game might drop off, but they found ways to win those one-score games. They do have that Alabama victory in their back pocket, um, but right now, I mean, and I'm watching the game like you guys are too, uh, up until this point, Oregon has been kind of the best combination of offense and defense among the contenders other than Georgia. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, we, we talk so much about Oregon's offense and Washington's offense, but like in the end, yeah, Oregon defensively is a whole other, I mean, they're head and shoulders above certainly what Washington brings to the table. Talking to Bill Bender, BetMGM tonight, let's let's look at the Heisman race here, which, you know, it, right now, if you look at it, I mean, look, Bo Nix is the heavy favorite, Jaden Daniels slightly behind him at about like plus 150 or so, then it's Michael Penix Jr. next up at like 16 to 1, and obviously we've got to see how tonight shapes out and, and all that, but like with, with the ups and downs and kind of the roller coaster we've had in terms of who the favorite is to win the Heisman. It's really felt like a week-by-week thing, kind of similar to where the NFL MVP race has been. Uh, does this – is this a situation where, like, I mean, I, I guess is it Bo Nix kind of has this thing wrapped up unless they just get completely whooped? Or, you know, is there still a chance for somebody like Jaden Daniels, even with three losses this season, to have an opportunity to win it just because of the season that he's had? Well, I mean, these two quarterbacks have the stage tonight, and Jaden Daniels will be a – I mean, for the – and you guys know, a, a lot of people vote on this thing before tonight or yeah. Sunday, which I don't do mine till Monday morning. I, I sit down every Monday. That's my kind of tradition. Then I make sure I spell the names right, and it looks right, and then I go from there. And uh, I, it, I'm just so paranoid about misspelling the name. Um, but I think these two could – one of them could win it tonight. And I don't think I'm crazy, but if Jalen Milroe beats Georgia, it's a pretty compelling case. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Georgia, a pretty compelling emotional case. I don't know if it's enough to get him a win, but I think it could be enough to get him to New York. Wow. And as a voter, Bill, it feels like we've had two SEC Heisman voters, and it feels like y'all really do want to keep Bo Nix from getting the Heisman. <laughs> I never said that. I, I, I think if Bo does his thing tonight, it would be hard to give it to anybody else. And obviously, they haven't had the ball. They took Washington just took seven minutes off this clock. I mean, what's going on here? So, looking at Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix, and then we're looking at even more this offseason, the transfer portal. Quarterbacks just jumping from school to school. Some people like it, some people hate it. I mean, we've certainly talked about this with you in the past. I love it. I think there's probably limits to everything, but in reality, it gives players a chance to kind of rebuild their college careers and get a second opportunity. Ask Joe Burrow and, you know, how that worked out for him. The early returns for you on transfer portal and, once again, this offseason – 
college football quarterbacks just jumping from program to program? Is it getting to be too much for you, or do you still like where it is? Yeah, we're on the line. I mean, because the NIL factors with it, too. Mm-hmm. And you, you go back and look at last year, how many of those quarterbacks that transferred really elevated everything for their program? I'd say Sam Hartman was a win for Notre Dame, but they didn't get to the playoff. That's what they wanted with him. Uh, Cam Ward will be a prize for somebody. Uh, probably the biggest prize so far. But, you know, there was a lot of misses, too. And that's the thing. It does get confusing. There's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. But I, I'm still on the – if a kid can continue his career somewhere else, play a little more football, and this is the best avenue to do it, I don't really have a problem with it. Do you think Florida State has a chance of losing tomorrow? One-and-a-half-point favorites against Louisville. They do. I mean, they're down to the third quarterback, possibly. Mm-hmm. If Tate Rodemaker can't go. And that's – a lot of people will be watching that game rooting against them because after about a quarter, the Michigan thing's not going to happen. You're not going to get that Michigan loss. So you're going to need Louisville to win if you're Texas or perhaps Oregon in some ways, uh, perhaps Alabama. So – Louisville can win the game. They have two running backs that average six yards per carry, but they can't turn the football over. In the Pitt loss, in the Kentucky loss, Louisville had three turnovers each in those games. So for Florida State, with a third-string quarterback, they're going to have to muddy it up, right? They're going to have to get the turnovers. They're going to have to get the sacks. They're going to have to rely on that very good defense that they have to try to win the game. Yeah, I I wanted to get your thoughts on whether not just other teams – want Florida State to win. But do you think that the committee, like inside their hearts, just wants Florida State to go down so they don't have to put a, a team that's on their third quarterback into the playoff? You think, like, if we gave them, like, the Austin Powers truth serum or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, like, you actually make them tell the truth. Uh, or I guess, like, I would use a Star Wars reference there with that machine Darth Vader had. Um, no, I don't. Privately, probably not, because, you know, you're looking at a potential Georgia-Florida State game where the spread is over two touchdowns, whereas if you can get Georgia-Texas or Georgia-Oregon, those would be fun games. I mean, if you can get Michigan against – if the committee could get Georgia versus Texas and Michigan versus the winner of this game in the Rose Bowl, the final Rose Bowl between a Pac-12 and Big Ten team, I think that would be the preferred setup if they could, if you gave them that truth serum. I got about 45 seconds or so here. Uh, your final four teams in the college football playoff, what do you think it is? I think it's going to be Georgia, Michigan. Still got Oregon. I'm watching this one closely. And I think it'll be, whew, I'm going to go Florida State. Okay. I still think they find a way to win, and you can't turn away a 13-0 and team. It'd be crazy to think, yeah, if they've got their third-string quarterback out there. But we know in college football, sometimes that could be the best quarterback. Who knows? They come out there, and it becomes the greatest story of all. Bill Bender, always good to talk to you, man. Really appreciate you giving us the time. Hey, I enjoy our Friday nights. Thanks so much for having me on. Take care. You all right over there, Trista? No. You good? I'm not You okay. threw, threw the headphones and we'll ran away? We'll talk about and... it next segment. Oh, ooh, that's a not. tease right there. That's what I, I like to see. I something that just made me absolutely Yeah. Left yeah. the room. Are the headphones still working? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. This is a good start. And I was like, wow. She I just, am not okay. She's gone. She, I am not okay. We'll find out exactly what's uh, grinding Trista's gears next. Also get back to week 13 in the NFL. Prop sides, totals, things we like. It's BetMGM Tonight. 
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.